0: Hotels in space, internet servers Ukraine, and Twitter. The social media giant announcing it's accepting billionaire Elon Musk's offer. The man behind Tesla and SpaceX taking the public company private. Whatever happens from here, entertaining. Elon Musk. Is the wealthiest man in the world, worth over $260 billion, and that's why he was able to pay $44 billion for Twitter. Most who know him think he's a genius. Born of South Africa, he rose to prominence as a co-founder of PayPal, and he's never been dull. Musk once bought and crashed the world's fastest car. One of his companies recently bought and sold 20,000 flamethrowers. That pales in comparison to the future when Musk plans to build a human colony on Mars. Musk's money bought Twitter, but it's true that it can't buy happiness. And the only way to have true joy in this world is by trusting in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today, where we're continuing our series, Rejoicing in Jesus. You know, through the years, I've come to more and more appreciate the little letter to the Philippians, especially as I've gone through tough times. I know I said this yesterday, but it really is an amazing little book. I don't think it's too much to say that it's the most joy-filled book in all the Bible, Old and New Testaments. The Greek words for joy and rejoice occur 14 times in Philippians, more than any other book. And remember, Paul wrote this in prison. But the more you read this letter, the more you understand why Paul could find joy. Paul had Christ, and Christ had Paul. Now, before we get to Philippians, we've had singer-songwriter Randall Goodgame from Nashville on our program this week. Randall, there's a new song on your newest album, Sing the Bible Four, and you wrote it to encourage families when life gets messy. But this is a very entertaining song coming out of Proverbs. You just called it the Ox.
1: Yes. Well, so, uh, this is just a fantastic verse for families. It says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. And you can apply that to, to lots of situations, but I, lots of things. Yes. I speak and sing to families and a lot of families' homes sometimes feel like a messy ox Mm. den. And uh, or ox stable, and so I have found uh, that this verse it's extremely encouraging for families to to be able to remember that the mess that they are in the middle of all the time, whether it's an actual physical mess like messy rooms and messy kitchen with dirt dirty dishes, or just the it's an emotional and relational mess that sometimes is 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 part of raising a family that. In the midst of the mess, there is good work that the Lord is doing. Because like the verse says, um, abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. So if you're going to have oxen, it's going to get messy. If you're going to have kids, <laughs> it's going to be a mess. But that's, that's where abundant crops come from. So I've had families tell me that they have plastered this verse uh, on the wall above the sink or on, you know, on, the, on the side of the wall in the living room <laughs> and help them to pause before losing their mind about the mess.
0: I think we better listen. and Every crotchety old parent or grandparent listening to us right now needs to hear your version of Proverbs 14.4.
2: Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean But abundant crops come by the strength of the ox Once, when I was little, I got out of my crib and found the Vaseline I climbed into my brother's crib and scooped it out and smushed it all over his hair. It was crazy, man! Sometimes, me and my mom and my little sister do girls' night. We paint our nails, do our hair. It is very fun because we get to spend time with our family. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. Yeah! Yeah! strength of the ox.
1: to go into the conservatory and take all the cushions and all the blankets and make big castles and picnic inside and eat chocolate and biscuits and get ourselves a bit messy and it's really fun.
2: It can be hard to walk in my room sometimes because the floor is covered with clothes and stuff. But last week, Anna came in at bedtime and climbed over everything and snuggled with me. And I told her about Jesus, and she prayed that Jesus would come into her heart right then. It was awesome. And it didn't matter that my room was messy, because it was awesome. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. strength of the ox, yeah crops, come by the strength of the ox.
0: A song called The Ox from Proverbs 14.4, from Randall Good Games brand new Sing the Bible 4. I'm Charles Morris here in Haven today, and a program called Rejoicing in the Lord. I enjoy how Randall's Sing the Bible series is full of songs that are word for word out of God's word. Some are fun-filled and humorous like the ox. Others are a little more serious with very important and heavy scriptures that need to be hidden in the hearts of children as well as adults. And we'll hear one of those later on in this program. Kids are exposed to so many negative influences in music and media today. So you can use these songs to plant God's Word in their hearts, as well as your own. After the program, I'd like to send you all four of the Sing the Bible albums for your minimum gift or more to support Haven today. The number to call after the program is eight hundred sixty-five haven That's 800 haven or you can go online and hear samples of Randall's songs by visiting haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And if you already have the other albums, we can send you Sing the Bible for, for your gift of any amount when you get in touch with us today. Now let's return to the letter to the Philippians. Do you remember Acts chapter 16? Well, that was written about 10 or 12 years before the Apostle Paul wrote his now famous letter Philippians. Paul, Silas, and Luke were on a missionary journey, one of several Paul made in the book of Acts. They came to Philippi, which was a Roman colony at that time. And this meant that it had special privileges in the empire. It was an important city in that area of Macedonia. A woman named Lydia was converted. Clearly, the Holy Spirit was at work in this colony. But as always happens when the Spirit is moving, there was opposition. Paul drove out a demon that was possessing a slave girl. But the demon was using the girl to predict the future and making her owners a lot of money. So they falsely accused the missionaries, and they were beaten and chained and placed in prison. And what does Luke say happened next? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. There you have it, joy in a dark, dank prison. And God all of a sudden sent an earthquake that opened the doors of those cells and loosened their chains. But they stayed there, and the jailer was saved as a result. I mean, really saved. So why could Paul and Silas be singing to God in such an awful place? Because of Christ. Because of the gospel. And then a decade later, Paul was writing to these Philippian Christians. To the church that he had planted in a Roman colony. And he had joy in prison because of Christ. And did you know the name Christ shows up 25 times in just these four little chapters of this epistle? The church in Philippi knew that Paul was in prison again. They must have been concerned. There was their apostle chained to a Roman soldier, unable to leave. Maybe he would be executed at any time. Who could tell what would happen at the trial? Was God going to intervene like he had 10 years before? Or was this the end? Would this dishonor the gospel? So Paul wrote a letter to them. And even that alone is amazing. Sitting in a Roman jail, possibly on death row for all he knew, yet Paul wanted to write to these Christians to encourage them in Christ. He says, starting in verse 12, Now I want you to know, Brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Now, whenever I read this passage, It strikes me like I've never read it before. Paul was confident that what had happened to him, all the suffering and injustice, had actually been a good thing because it had advanced the gospel. And he hadn't been silent. The whole palace guard knew about Christ. This was the elite force that guarded the emperor himself, kind of like the Secret Service, maybe. It seems they were also responsible for guarding prisoners awaiting trial before the emperor. And, you know, I can't help but smile when I think about that Roman soldier who was chained to the apostle. He must have thought that he was the one who was imprisoned. Here he was, stuck with this Jewish man who wouldn't stop evangelizing him. But I wonder if the spirit moved in his heart. Did this battle-hardened man come to know Jesus Christ? Will we see him in heaven? We may. We don't know for sure, but I do know that Paul was able to proclaim the gospel to anyone who would listen, and he rejoiced because of this. And that helps us today reorient ourselves, I think. We've been through the ringer these last two years, haven't we? Disease, inflation, natural disaster, war, rumors of war. But even through it all, the gospel has gone out to a world that desperately needs it. The good news of Christ has been proclaimed to the lost. And that should bring us great joy. I remember a story I heard about a missionary family in Milan, Italy. If you remember, when COVID first started, Northern Italy was one of the first places to be hit hard. This family couldn't leave their apartment for over a month. Every day and every night, they heard siren after siren as ambulances rushed people to the hospitals. They couldn't meet in person for worship. So they did what most churches did. They live-streamed their services. And do you know what happened? Their services began to be seen by thousands of people. A tiny little church. Men and women who had never darkened the door of a church were watching online and hearing about Christ. Sinners who had come face-to-face with the reality of death were hearing the good news gospel of Christ. That's the kind of thing that brings us joy in Christ even when the circumstances are stacked against our happiness. That's the kind of joy that Paul had. He was still preaching, and his brothers and sisters were becoming even more bold in sharing Christ with those around them. But some were not doing it for the right reasons. Apparently, there were people who were ministering for themselves, out of envy and rivalry, as Paul says. And that's the same today, isn't it? some people preach christ because it makes them look good or makes them feel important but what does the apostle say the important thing is that in every way whether from false motives or true motives christ is preached and because of this paul said i rejoice you know philippians is not the kind of letter that we expect from a prisoner i realize We're only in April, almost May, but that may be the understatement of the year. Paul rejoiced as he was chained to a Roman guard because he had Christ and the gospel was going out even though he was suffering. He says, I will continue to rejoice for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me? will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And here is one of those famous lines out of Philippians, for to me to live, is christ and to die is gain one of those many references to christ in this little letter some of the most well-known words in the new testament but why could paul say that to live is christ and to die is gain well because nothing could separate him from his savior and this is something that theologians call union with christ those who trust in christ are united to Christ so closely that they'll never be without Christ. Christ is the head and we are the body. And as Paul says in that famous passage in Romans 8, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, Neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, if God prolonged Paul's life, he had Christ. And if the authorities executed him, he would go to be with Christ. And that doesn't mean that Paul didn't have a preference He said, "'I'm torn between the two. desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body.'" Ever felt that way? I have. Life can be so hard, can't it? And sometimes there are seasons where you think that it would be so much better to be in heaven and be with the Lord Jesus.'" to leave this world of sin and suffering behind. That's where Paul was when he wrote Philippians. He had been through so much, so much suffering in his life, and he wanted to be with Christ. He wanted to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. But he knew the Philippians needed him, and a lot of other Christians too. So in chapter 1, verse 25, we read, convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. The Christians in that Roman colony of Philippi could have joy in their faith, joy in Christ and even though their brother was in prison for christ even though they were outcasts in the society of that day hated by jews distrusted by greeks and you know the same joy is ours as well because we have christ and more importantly christ has us in life as well as in death that's what philippians is all about rejoicing in Jesus Christ
2: who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship persecution or famine or nakedness danger or sword no in all That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the present, the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. No
0: This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. The program is called Rejoicing in Jesus. And that was Randall Goodgame singing from Romans 8, his song called More Than Conquerors. That's found on Sing the Bible 3. And if you've been listening this week, you know Randall's heart is to help the children around you know Scripture. And this came from his own desire to help his own children know the Bible and meet Jesus. And when you listen to all four of his Sing the Bible albums, you'll see he succeeded, in my opinion. All of the music are songs that you and I enjoy as well. But he's done a masterful job in filling them with word-for-word scripture. You'll be surprised at how quickly the children around you, as well as yourself, will remember the texts that he's using so I'd like to send you all four of the Sing the Bible CDs in a bundle for your minimum gift or more to the ministry or for a gift of any amount. We'll send you the brand new Sing the Bible 4 CD. And if you'd like us to send this to a family you know that would be blessed, just give us their name and address and we'll get it to them ASAP. So just call us and do it right now at eight hundred sixty-five haven 865 Haven. Or go online, watch the music videos we've posted with Randall, listen to samples from the albums, then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And don't forget, $50 feeds a family of five for a week. Why not pray, if you haven't already, about how much you can give to support refugees in and around Ukraine? Our friends at Mission Eurasia are on the ground right now, today, handing out food and also hope in Jesus. 100% of your gifts will go directly to help those in need. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? And again, we'll get to share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with jesus i'm charles morris with haven ministries inviting you to anchor your day in god's word i still remember as a child eagerly waiting for my mom or dad to come home especially when i knew they were bringing something special home looking constantly out the window making sure not to stray too far from the door to remain in earshot anxious to see them and to finally receive what they were bringing. That's how scripture describes Christians waiting for Christ. Titus 2 tells us we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great Savior and God, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to purify for himself a people. He's coming back with something special, an eternal inheritance. So we stay close, looking eagerly, and waiting patiently for our Lord. Get closer to Jesus daily. Visit Getanchor.com.